I am John, and tonight I want answers about Michael Flynn in Venezuela. It's a social distancing quest for answers. I'm John Thompson. I'm John A. Vink. I'm Keith Statenfield. I'm Loretta Beavers. I'm A.J. Minnick. I'm Jennifer Sim. I'm Jim Tu. I'm Bobby Chastain. These stories tonight on John Wants Answers. John Wants Answers. Give John Answers. John Wants Answers. Give John Answers now. All right, it's May 14th, 2020. We it's made another month. 2020 edition of John Wants Answers. My guest tonight is the legendary Keith Stanfield. Hi, everybody. Look at my messy office. Are you still virus free? And there's like, I mean, yes, coronavirus free, I believe. Any other viruses you want to talk about? I'm just saying, I mean, there's, there's millions of viruses. I'm sure I probably have some all the time. When you get vac vaccinations, they kind of give you a bit of the virus, don't they? Now. No. Now, they give you something that triggers your immune system to develop antibodies to the virus, but they don't give you the virus. Oh, okay. If they gave you the virus, you'd get sick. I thought maybe if they, if they just give you a little tiny bit of the virus, you'd be fine. But no, they give you something different that looks like the virus to the antibodies. Yes. But it's not the virus. Correct. For some, they use a reasonable portion of the virus. Those are often called like live vaccines. In general, they are never giving you the whole virus. If they did, you would get sick because that's... That's what makes you sick is when you have the virus. So why should not be against vaccinations? Uh, no, no, you should not. You should be, be pro-vaccination. You should be pro-vaccination. So people can tweet us at John Wants Answer. Now okay. we're not live, so we're not going to take your tweets on this episode. But next month, when we have an episode, I can respond to the tweets. Sure. Did anyone tweet us in the last month after last no. month's episode? No, we didn't get any tweets that I can repeat here. Oh, okay. Well, that's par for the course. I mean, it is the internet after all. And if you don't like Twitter, you can go to johnwantsanswers.com and look at our, all our past episodes. So before we get into the stories tonight, we have some old business. Okay. So last month, I was worried that the post office had broken because I hadn't gotten any mail in like a week. Right. <laughs> and not only that, I, I had the email service, like informed delivery. Yeah, yeah, no, it's delightful. And say, you haven't signed up for it here in the real world. You should sign up for informed delivery. Indeed. They send you an email every morning saying, here's the mail we think we're going to send you today. And I wasn't getting any of those either. So I thought the mail had broken and nothing came through. So I asked for you and the viewers to send me postcards. And I got two postcards. Wow. Wow. I got this that's, postcard. That's one you. more postcard than I expected you would get. Well, you expected I'd get one because you sent me one, yeah. That's correct, yes. And, it says and I expect no one else watches this show, so I thought that would be it. Yeah. Well, we have many, many viewers. Uh, this one was from you. Um, it's a postcard of Santa Clara University. Yeah, because we're in Santa Clara. We have other postcards, but this one's handy. And then you're signed by Loretta, and then you added a little PS saying, you owe me $1.01. Correct, yeah, that's what it cost me to send you a postcard. What? It does not. That's, that's like the cost of the postcard plus the postage and there's labor involved you got like a, a forever stamp like there's no money listed on the stamp it just says forever yeah, yeah another okay. postcard a second okay. postcard for another loyal viewer uh yvonne do you know yvonne you know yvonne yeah hi john i hope you are doing well if you are reading this then the mail is working give your kitties some scritches something means you pet them and you grasp their heads like this scritch 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 or scritch 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 let's see this stamp i don't see a number on it in the well, all forever stamps like no it's like 
It's a special postcard stamp she used. So okay. I bet she paid less than you did. Yeah. No, mine is a special little postcard forever stamp too. Uh, no, Loretta says that was a special postcard forever stamp too. No, yours one just says forever on it. It didn't say postcard. Her stamp says postcard. And it's got like a fish. So that's the old news. Old business is that the mail system is still working for now. Sure. But we know in September it's going to stop working. Yeah. It's it still freaks me out that you you brought home the wall of monitors that we normally keep at the studio. Well, they were demolishing the studio, if you recall. Oh, that's true. So you had to bring them home, didn't you? They're tearing down the studio. They're building a new one. Now, I don't know if they've stopped building because of the virus. I emailed well, they, the executive director. He didn't respond to me. So I don't did know. They, maybe, did they maybe stop tearing it down? I think they finished tearing it down, but building a new one might have stopped. And then the, and then the COVID happened. And yeah, then, yeah. Like, now they've got nothing. Now they've got, like, an empty lot where... Uh, studio used to be i should drive by and take a look at it and see if like they i was told they were like driving a bulldozer through the building the day after we taped wow that last episode right kind of exciting our first topic michael flynn okay so who is this michael it's different when you when you hear it over the the zoom is it like higher pitch no, I just assume there's like a little bit of like some of the frequencies are cut out because normally he's just over there. Uh -huh. you, know, you get all the subtle harmonics and it bounces off the walls of the auditorium we tape in. But here it's just coming through my not speakers. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have him down the hall today. So I hear him. It kind of echoes down the hall for me. Okay. So Michael Flynn, who is this guy? Uh, Michael Flynn is a confessed criminal <laughs> uh, who was a former... Uh, Lieutenant General in the Army, and then moved into the uh, security apparatus of the United States, and worked in a couple positions, and then he was essentially fired uh, in the way high-level executive type people are fired, in that they said, well, we're just not going to rehire you, so good luck. Uh, and then he formed a consulting company, uh, and then he did some really skeevy criminal things, uh, and then he, you know, got convicted in federal court and he's currently waiting sentencing interesting so he was in the government for a long time yeah like uh 30 years and then when did he leave the government uh mid to like 2015 2016 but then he came back to the government yes for 24 days 24 days that's it yeah in the new administration so the trump administration he was hired what position did he have um, there uh, well, during the campaign, he was an advisor to the Trump uh, campaign on national security matters. Uh, and after Trump was elected, uh, it was announced that he would be appointed as Trump's uh, national security advisor, mm -hmm. which is in theory the highest level person in the administration who reports on, who reports directly to the president on matters concerning the security of the nation. Now, given his prior experience, was this new title appropriate or wildly um, unqualified? I don't think he was wildly unqualified. I think he'd been the director of national intelligence under Obama, and okay. he served uh, in the Bush administration uh, at uh, you know moderately high levels uh, in uh, the armed forces. He and he retired as a lieutenant general, which. Uh, isn't a full general, but it's still pretty high. Um, and director of national intelligence uh, is a pretty high position. I don't think it directly reports to the president, but it's up there. Um, 
And so, no, it's not insane that he would be qualified to be the national security advisor. Okay. But then after 24 days of doing that, it was deemed he could no longer do that. So what happened? Um, well, he had been an advisor to the Trump campaign. Um, and uh, uh, there were uh, rumors or, you know, reasonably well, uh, I think after the election, it was reasonably well assumed that uh, he would be taking a position pretty high in the administration, national security advisor or something else. Um, and uh, a few days after the election, when President Trump spoke with President, when President-elect Trump spoke with then current President Obama, um, uh, Obama said, by the way, you got this guy, uh, Michael Flynn, who I understand you're considering for some positions. Um, and we, I want you to know there are concerns uh, about him uh, because of some of the work he was doing for, some of the work he apparently had been doing for the government of Turkey and for the government of Saudi Arabia and for the Russian government um, that, you know, we believe he's broken some laws and may not be acting in the interest of the United States government or other the United States by the interest of foreign governments. Mm. Um, and uh, nonetheless, uh, that advice was ignored and they appointed him uh, head of the National Security Agency. National, yeah, NS, National, no, the National, National Security Advisor. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as that happened, then uh, details about what he had done came out uh, and he was asked to resign slash fired, you know, 24 days later. Ostentatiously for lying uh, to Vice President Pence. Ostensibly. Yeah, ostensibly uh, about, for lying to Vice President Pence um, about some conversations that he had with the Russian ambassador in late December. So a couple weeks earlier at that point. Okay. Was he not allowed to be talking to the Russian ambassador? Um, well, nominally, no. We have this law on the books, uh, and we've had it for a long time, called the Logan Act, that says U.S. citizens cannot conduct uh, negotiations with foreign governments. Um, whether that law is a good idea or not, um, in December, uh, President Obama imposed sanctions on a number of Russian government agencies and people. Um, for interfering in the U.S. election that had taken place two months earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Obama announced these sanctions. Uh, it's generally the case that when you sanction another country, that country then turns around and sanctions you back. You know, right. there, it's a tit-for-tat thing. Uh, when we decide, you know, when we find a Russian spy has done something, we tell the Russian embassy, well, you got to kick 40 of your diplomats out. And they're generally the diplomats that we think are spies. And then the Russians turn around and say, well, you got to kick 40 U.S. advisors out. Yeah. And those are probably the 40 U.S. advisors that are spies. I mean, that, that's how it is. Um, and in this case, uh, they announced these sanctions and the Russians went, hey, no problem. And didn't do anything. And that kind of aroused some suspicion among the people like, this seems a little weird. Mm -hmm. um, and it turns out we taped all the phone calls between, you know, going in or out of the Russian embassy. 
just like I'm sure they tape all the phone calls going in and out of the American embassy in Russia. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and they found a, a couple phone conversations between Michael Flynn and the Russian ambassador, uh, essentially to the effect of him saying, don't you guys do anything. Trump's going to be president really soon. And we're just going to, we're going to make these, you know, we're going to take care of these sanctions. We're going to revoke them. It'll be fine. Don't bother to retaliate. And that probably is a violation of the Logan Act. Mm -hmm. You should be making promises to other countries, governments, about what you're going to do once you're in office. You probably certainly shouldn't be doing it secretly. Okay. And so what was the lie that... Um, well, and then the lie was, I mean, so the, the, the National Security Agency, another NSA, you know, had this on tape and they forwarded it to the FBI. Mm -hmm. And the FBI agents looked at it and went, we think that's shady, so we'd better go talk to Michael Flynn and find out his side of the story. Because truthfully, if that was U.S. policy from President-elect Trump, maybe it's not a violation of the Logan Act. Because if President Trump had stood on a stage on December 20th and said, I intend to remove these sanctions from the U.S. government, that's a public act. He's perfectly allowed to do that. Uh, but when they talked to Flynn and said, hey, did you have any conversations with the Russian ambassador? He said, no, I haven't had any conversations with the Russian ambassador. So he denied like, you didn't say anything like, and then they read some of his sentences. Uh -huh. He's like, no, I don't remember doing that at all. And it's, keep on, this is like three weeks earlier. Right. Um, so nominally, that's what he was fired for, for lying to an FBI agent who was in the, who was pursuing an investigation. Okay. And that's what he was eventually charged with. And what he could, what he pled guilty to. So Donald Trump took justice seriously and said, I can't have a person working for me who would lie to the FBI. Um, yes, <laughs> nominally. Uh, I mean, the FBI had announced they intended to charge him mm -hmm. and the Justice Department, which was, you know, uh, Robert Mueller was still the Justice Department. Uh, and he began an investigation and said, you know, we're going to investigate this and we'll press charges if they're appropriate. I thought the Mueller report didn't start happening until much later, months later after this. Uh, this wasn't part of the Mueller report. I mean, Mueller, it was the same guy. Oh, same guy. Okay. But, you know, at the time, Mueller was uh, a high-level guy in the Justice Department. Mm -hmm. and this was his bailiwick. Is this what? Bailiwick. This was his job. Oh, okay. And, you know, the Justice Department used to be somewhat independent of the executive branch. Okay, so then he's caught lying. Then the FBI went to, does the FBI, the FBI charge him or does that the Justice Department charges him? Uh, well, Justice Department charges him. Okay. Um, but it didn't actually go to trial. I thought he, he pled guilty, right? Well, it went to trial and he pled guilty at the trial. Okay. Uh, you know, he... He pled to a certain set of charges uh, in exchange for other charges uh, being dropped. Um, they also had talked about um, uh, he has a son who was involved in his company, and there was also some stuff uh, with respect to his son working for foreign governments. And they said, well, we're not going to charge you with working for the government of Turkey and accepting half a million dollars from the government of Turkey and not reporting yourself as a foreign uh, government lobbyist, and we're not gonna charge you with these things. And in exchange, you're gonna plead guilty to lying to an FBI agent, uh, which 
we have you on tape lying to an FBI agent, so we're pretty sure we can get those charges to stick and those have, you know, a sentence of up to seven years, whatever the number was. Did he go to jail? Um, I don't believe he's gone to jail yet because they haven't succeeded in actually sentencing him. What was because the after he pled guilty, um, some time passed and then he filed something saying they shouldn't have been allowed to talk to me, so we should throw out my guilty plea. Um, I mean, he has been trying to unplead guilty since he, since shortly after he pled guilty. Okay. And when mostly you, failing at unpleading guilty. When you plead guilty, is that the same as being convicted of the crime? Uh, generally, yes. Okay. There's this weird, sometimes you can plead uh, no cold, no uh, no contendere, which is I don't contest, which is when you say well, I don't contest the charges. I'm not going to plead guilty, but I'm not going to plead innocent. Well, you're just pleading. I mean, <laughs> you're pleading guilty. Okay. You're essentially saying I don't intend to mount a defense to the charges the prosecution has, and I accept the prosecution's evidence as evidence of my guilt. Okay, so he's guilty. He's waiting for sentencing, and then Department of Justice decides they're going to drop the case. Is that right? Um, I think about a week and a half ago. Um, well, a while ago, Attorney General Barr said, I'm going to appoint a prosecutor to look into how this trial was done and report back to me on what they think we should do. Mm -hmm. And that guy came, and that guy turns out was appointed uh, as a federal prosecutor by President Trump, uh -huh. um, you know, the first year of his administration. Uh, and that guy came back and said, oh, yeah, this, this whole case is terrible. We should never have brought this case against this guy. And based on that, Barr has said, well, we don't intend to, con we don't intend to continue prosecuting him. And they have asked the judge, who is currently planning to sentence mm -hmm. uh, Michael Flynn, to just, we're just going to drop the case. But, the case but they need permission from the judge to drop the case because he has been convicted right okay so then they want to drop it and then the judge usually i guess in this case that'd be the end of it right he'd be set free but in this case something weird happened and the judge said hey hey not so fast um well the whole situation is already weird mm -hmm. so uh the judge has said uh you have asked me permission to drop this case uh and all of the attorneys who previously had been prosecuting this case have asked to be removed from the prosecution of the case because they, uh, the attorneys for a case also need permission from the judge to stop being the attorneys in the case. Um, and the judge has said, well, we're gonna, we're gonna have a session uh, and we're gonna talk about whether we're gonna dismiss this case. And the rumor on the street is he's not gonna let them not prosecute the case. I mean, he, he could continue and just sentence the guy. Okay. So at this point, he doesn't really need a prosecutor because the trial's over, he's convicted. All that's left is the sentencing. And so he doesn't need the Department of Justice to keep on going, right? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if he specifically needs sentencing guidelines from the department in order. But judges have a lot of power. Okay. So what does it look, it's, look like it's going to happen? Uh, Trump will probably pardon him. Is this is a federal court case? It is, yeah. yeah. Are there any- Trump will say, justice is not being done here. Michael Flynn was a nice man. 
Mm -hmm. uh, he got railroaded by those evil FBI agents. Isn't he the one who fired him in the first place? Yeah. Funny, huh? So how, yeah. how great could he have been? All right. Well, this is an ongoing story. So I guess we'll... Yeah, by next week, by the time, anyone, by the, time the show is edited, <laughs> uh, Flynn will be on the street. Okay. Hopefully he'll get COVID. So you don't think there's going to be any, any justice here? Uh, I am increasingly dubious about the entire concept of justice. Well, it's time for our next topic. Venezuela! So what's the deal with Venezuela? Well, <laughs> they're going to need more, something more specific. So Venezuela is a South American country. What's their primary export? Oil. Oil. Recently. I think it might be their only export right now. And they it's might not be exporting much oil right now. Oh. Is South America awful of oil or just the lucky Venezuelans? Oh, I think uh, Venezuela is the only real oil-producing country I can think of in the area. Maybe Colombia has a little. I think Brazil has some oil. Is Venezuela an ally or an adversary of the United States? Uh, Venezuela is, I believe, one of the two remaining communist countries uh, in the Western Hemisphere, and they are virulently anti-American at the moment. So they don't like America. What does America think of them? Well, we, we, the American government does not like them. Uh, most Americans have almost no opinion. Yeah, because we don't really think of them much. Yeah, like they would have trouble identifying Venezuela on a map. It's on the West Coast, right? Northwest Coast? I think so. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you, I have trouble identifying Venezuela on a map, yeah. unless it's labeled. Is Cuba the other communist country? Cuba is the other uh, communist country in the Western Hemisphere. Well, and Canada. They're not communist. Oh, they're darn close. We're socialist health care. They're socialists, not communists. They have free lines. You've got national health care. You're 95% of the way to communists, as I understand. That's all the countries that aren't the United States, isn't it? What? Yeah, have you heard? Um, okay. So there was recently an attempt, a coup, yeah, yeah. Hey. president of Venezuela. <laughs> um, who's the president of Venezuela? Uh, Madeira? Okay. It with M. It's uh, Madeira or something. And so there was an attempt, I'm going to use the air quotes, attempt, attempt to overthrow him by um, not American soldiers, right? But Americans. Um, uh, I mean, Venezuela is a, Venezuela is not a, a well structured, I mean, it, things aren't going great in Venezuela right now. Um, uh, Hugo Chavez died, I think, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. um, he had been a, uh, a very popular uh, communist leader mm -hmm. uh, who uh, essentially, eventually ran Venezuela like a dictator. Uh, you know, he dismissed the legislature at one point and used to have, you know, he had hour-longs uh, TV shows where he would talk to the people of Venezuela mm -hmm. every night and tell them, how great they were and how terrible America was and how terrible everyone else was. Mm -hmm. um, he eventually passed away, I think of pancreatic cancer, uh, uh, some form of some cancer or something. Uh, but before that, he had kind of uh, installed uh, Madeira, this guy, uh, as his successor, because he knew he was not long for the world or he might not be. Mm -hmm. um, so this uh, Madeira, you know, was appointed as president, then ran for president at the next election. Uh, one by a very thin margin. Are elections uh, a real thing in Venezuela? Um, 
if you won by a thin margin, it sounds like they actually did have a free election. Uh, there are claims that, you know, he did not actually win and they mm. cheated to push him over the top. Um, I don't quite know how true that is. I could believe that they would have spun. I mean, it, it was like 51 to 49, uh, which is a lot closer than you tend to think it is in a dictatorship. Right. Um, so he was elected president and he tried to change some things, but Venezuela, again, is not a great country. They don't have a great economy other than oil. So when oil prices were high, Venezuela had a lot of money uh, as a country and they, they, they paid for a lot of things, you know. Mm -hmm. They ran the country and they gave out a lot of stuff to people. And as oil prices dropped and as countries like the US and other countries started to impose sanctions on Venezuela, their economy went down and now oil is $0 a barrel. So they are in a world of hurt right. at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he had a second election that he won by like 61%, but uh, prior to that, he had essentially outlawed all of the opposition from running against him. So that election was almost certainly not a terribly accurate portrayal of the, should this guy be president or not? Right. Um, he's dismissed the general assembly. Uh, he, just, he dismissed the legislature and just formed another legislature. I mean, he formed another legislature and then he got the Supreme Court to kind of say, well, the real legislature doesn't represent the people anymore. So that other legislature is now the real legislature, which I didn't know you could do that. Um, but uh, I mean, the guy he lost to, which I think is now two years ago, mm -hmm. 2018, um, you know, has continued to claim to be the rightful president and the US and other countries for a while tried to recognize him as the rightful president. Venezuela and there was a, a while when it was very unclear who was actually in charge uh, but at the moment Madera has the you know he sits in the governor's mansion when he tells the police forces to do something they do it the army reports to him he is nominally the president of Venezuela um, but there are people that are trying to get the uh, other guy whose name starts with G G Giardo you know, made into the president. Mm -hmm. And apparently some people, uh, some rebels, uh, former Venezuelan government, former Venezuelan army folks who fled the country, you know, have been trying to raise an army mm -hmm. uh, to go back in and arrest the current president and fly him to America because we have charged Madero with drug crimes and we would take him to federal court and find him guilty of those. Right. So apparently someone convinced a former, uh, a security company owned by a former Green Beret, got a couple of his other army friends and a bunch of uh, former Venezuelan soldiers who were mostly in Colombia. And they decided we're gonna, we're gonna go into Venezuela. We're gonna go to the presidential mansion We'll have a lot of guns. We'll defeat the security forces. We'll capture uh, Madero. We'll put him in a helicopter. We'll fly him to Colombia. We'll put him on a plane. We'll fly him to America. And then we'll install the rightful president of Venezuela. Hmm. And it That's did not go well. Oh, it didn't go well? No, no. Because they got in a bunch of boats and they decided to sail to Venezuela. And the uh, sea was really rough. And a lot of them ended up 
getting sick and vomiting over the sides of the boats. Mm -hmm. And then someone decided to live tweet uh, their really? invasion. And then the Navy so in Venezuela in. pulled up next to the boats. And yeah. uh, Maduro. 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 Maduro, I'm told. And I was close. Guaido. Guaido. I have the letters right. Um, so the Navy arrested as many of them as they could find, threw them in jail. Uh, a couple of them were Americans. And then did the Americans go on TV and say, Donald Trump hired us to do this? Um, so the guy, uh, the guy in America who was live tweeting the invasion, who was apparently the, one of the instigators, uh, has also worked security at Donald Trump's rallies. Uh -huh. And he has said that, you know, he is tight with Donald Trump. And I can easily believe he told a lot of people that Donald Trump is going to help us, is going to support us to go down and take care of Venezuela. I, I don't truthfully think there's much evidence that <laughs> Donald Trump had any idea at all that these huh? 10 guys were going to go take over the government of Venezuela, because I think they would have done a better job if <laughs> all right. he had been involved with it. Oh, well, I hear the music. So I guess that means we're out of time. Um, so we'll be back in one month. So good night. Don't forget to take your pieces. I'll have to talk every once in a while. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.